Alrighty, what's going on, y'all? It's your man Quincy Whetstone, aka Q Stone. This is another episode of the Beat Street Podcast. Well, we talking beats, we talking producing, we talking all that stuff, man. So, as y'all can see, my background's a little different today, man. I am at the studio of uh, one half of the super producing combo, Beans and Cornbread. I am here with producer, DJ, songwriter, and musician, Cornbread. What's going on, man? What's up, man? How you doing, man? What's man, going on? doing good, man. Had to, I'm happy to be here at your spot, man. Good to be here, man. It's good to be here. How everything been going with you? Man, blessed, man. Just just hanging out. Yeah, just hanging out. That's what's up, dog. That's what's up, man. So, man, just man, just let the audience know, man. Well, first, just let the artists know your music background and then how you and uh uh and uh and beans got together okay uh as far as my music background uh i started at church of course like most musicians uh i've been playing keys since i've been about 13 14. okay so it's kind of a two-part story uh when i was a, a, a kid before that uh, I was always interested in music. I was reading, you know, album credits, dude. I was like third, fourth grade. Like I would go. So I was raised in multiple cities. I was raised in Los Angeles, uh, California, St. Louis, Missouri, and Houston. So uh, when I was in St. Louis, I remember we had like a basement. So I would go downstairs and play with my toys and stuff like that. Yeah. But I had like a, a record player and I would put the records on a record player and I would, you know, Play in between playing my toys, but I'm, I'm reading album credits. So yeah. I'm third, fourth, fifth grade. You know, I'm already knowing who uh, Quincy Jones is. Like yeah. I'm knowing like Babyface, not just Babyface. Like I know the production team, like L.A. Reid. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. KO on the bass. Like I'm, yeah. I'm reading all these album credits. So, you know, as I enter middle school, listening to you know more rap music and just different forms of you know R&B, Jodeci stuff like that. I'm reading once again the album credits. Like I'm knowing Devontae, you know, as a songwriter. Yeah. I'm knowing Dalvin making the beats. You know, I'm yeah. knowing the the other songwriters. I'm knowing you know Timberland. You yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. At a young age before it's Timberland that you know yeah, everybody yeah. else knows. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, so naturally, I, when I moved to Houston, you know, uh, I became a choir kid. Okay. So I was, you know, and I went to St. John's uh, Methodist Church downtown. Okay. So I was every rehearsal I'm there. Every every you know how I go. Every, yeah. every rehearsal, uh, every service I'm there. So I got bored. I'm like, well, I love music. Uh, I'm already kind of in the band at school, but that's not really giving me what I want. Yeah. So. Uh, I got cool with all the musicians and stuff like that. So I end up picking up uh, the keys. So naturally when I start playing keys every Sunday uh, and then I was already into production. So as I got older, it was like a natural transition. Like, well, man, wait a minute. You already been reading these album credits. Like, you know, uh, you know, Outkast, you know, uh, all the production team is doing this, doing this, that, and the third. Yeah. So it was like, well, I might as well kind of combine the both, you know, and do that. Right on. So that's that's what, I, that's what got me interested in making beats and, and, and you know, taking the actual steps to becoming a producer. Yeah. And as far as me and Beans, how we met, uh, we met through some mutual uh, church musician friends. Cause like I said, we were on the, the church scene here in Houston. And um, me and Beans ended up being, becoming like brothers, man, best friends. And yeah. so we was like, hey, let's, let's st- from studying the production, like, hey, why don't we team up and become a duo? So that, yeah. that's basically what we did. It's dope. How long have y'all been uh, working together? Um, Since officially i mean we met in like 2004 i say officially working there together since 2006 yeah so it's been a minute so when y'all got together like were y'all just doing jam sessions at first or just how did y'all glue y'all uh y'all relationship as far as musically how did yeah that- i mean that's that's pretty much how i started like i yeah. said uh even when i first met him in 2004 uh we just found out we had a lot in common musically yeah. uh even though we both were in church and doing church music we we found that we had a lot of common 
hip hop influences, a lot of common R and B influences, even the era of music that we were both kind of liking, yeah. uh, kind of was similar as far as like a lot of funk stuff. Um, you know, D'Angelo is one of our big influences. Just a lot of different stuff that we had. Like, oh man, you like that too? I like yeah. that too. So uh, we were just kind of like I had a uh, actually this keyboard right there. It's off screen. Yeah. But Core Karma, that was like my my first production keyboard. Oh yeah, it's nice so, too. So I had beats, you know, making beats on yeah. there. So I would literally take that big. This it's not like how it is now. You take a laptop. Yeah. I literally had to unplug the key keyboard and go take it to Beans. I was like, oh, take out my beats. And yeah. then he'll have his, well, he had an old Phantom, I think, and uh, he would play his beats. And that's yeah. kind of how we started. Even before we said we we're going to do Beans and Cornbread, it okay. was just on some hobby type stuff. Yeah, it's cool. And then it kind of migrated from there. Okay, so a lot of people may want to know, like, so when two people are making a beat, uh -huh. how does that happen? Like, how does that flow? Does somebody come up with a part first and then they add a part how does two p producers make a beat together man I, I think it just depends on 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 uh your strengths and and just just not even your strengths but just how, how you guys come up with it so yeah. everybody's different for us we've done everything because you know like i said outside of the music we're we're brothers so it, at a point now we we hardly get a chance to work together anymore because we're so busy with our personal lives yeah. but now it's more like I might do a whole record by myself. Yeah, yeah. And okay. then Beans, he'll mix it. You know what I'm okay. saying? But back in the day, it was like, like what, more like what you were saying. Yeah. Like we sit in the room, you know, I might start with the drums, then he'll add some keys. I might come back with a synth bass or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like I said, we there's uh, our our production catalog is 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 uh crazy because like I said, there's we are a production team and we grew up from the school of kind of like the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis's yeah. where. You put us in a room with somebody, we could pretty much do everything ourselves. We can yeah. write the song, we can do the harmonies. Yeah. Uh, you know, I may do the track, then Beans may mix it. Yeah. You know, or or I do the track and Beans may record it, or I may record it. So, how we work is never one set. Right it's on. never a set way. You yeah. know, uh, we always say too, if you if you remove the tag from our beat, you may not know it's us right. because yeah. of, of the background we have as musicians. Yeah. Uh, and we're able to kind of do multiple styles of music, you know. Uh, so that that that'd be the best way I can I can describe it. Right on, man. So, uh, what what keeps you going now? Like, uh, what keeps you inspired doing this right now today? Man, I think what keeps me inspired is is really my daughter and just wanting to build that legacy for her. Yeah. So you know, at, being in this game a long time, you know how it goes. It's up and downs. Yeah. It's time you be like, man, I don't feel like doing this anymore. But for me, it's like. Man, I still love music. You know, I still want to do it. So for me, it's more about leaving that that legacy for for my daughter, for me personally. Right on, man. Yeah. So what are some? Who are some of the artists that, uh, who you work with? Uh, we work with a little bit of everybody, especially in Houston. Uh, people probably in Houston, they probably know know us most for Zero, of course. Right. Uh, but we work with pretty much everybody in Houston. Uh, the Zero, Slim Thug, Paul Wall, Lil Kiki. Pretty much everybody uh as far as like more nationwide artists we work with uh mac miller yeah. you know we got a chance to work with him we've done some stuff with snoop dogg it's yeah. never released but we did some stuff with snoop dogg uh daz from the dog pound we did yeah. some stuff with wc a few few west coast artists uh we've been blessed to be in the studio uh with 112 well a uh, slim from 112 yeah did, did, did a couple of joints with him that haven't come out so we, we we've been blessed to work with different artists and uh multiple genres too so we work with uh if you're on in the houston scene you know jay paul yeah and zydeco new mm -hmm. he's a legendary yeah. zydeco artist so we've produced a couple of his, his albums we actually uh were blessed to win um zydeco producer of the year all right on, so man. if you if you know, you kind of know. Yeah. We, we move around in yeah. multi we, multiple circles or whatever. We've we've also done some stuff with Tucker. Okay. You know, he's a he's a Southern soul artist. Okay. So we've 
been able to kind of move around and do different things in different genres. So how did y'all, how did y'all, like, how did y'all market? How did y'all get going? Like, from when y'all first started working, how did y'all get a chance to be in position to work with all these artists? What, what uh, route did y'all take? I think it was the, the domino effect, meaning uh, we worked, we got in the game, we did some stuff with uh, a, good, a good friend of mine named Pink Gator. Uh, we did yeah. this track called I'm a Q. Uh, okay, he's, okay. He's he's a, a member of the Omega Sci Fi mm-hmm. fraternity, um, and we were able to do. That's actually it's funny. That's actually the first track we commercially. That's Beans and Cornbread. That's yeah. the first track like we put out with an artist. Okay, uh, and that was like 2006. But that was the first track we did. Uh, actually, with the high school with Gator, and then when uh, when he graduated, we both kind of separated for a while, and then got back together, and uh, we ended up doing that track. And that track did pretty good for us as far as just letting people know, hey, this is what we're doing, and uh, it's real big with the frat. That's a classic song yeah. with, the, with his frat. We were actually that track grew because uh, there's two remixes, one with George Clinton, okay, and then there's a remix with Shaq. Yeah, so we got to meet Shaq off of that song. Yeah, so, right on. You know, to this day, Shaq is cool with us. He hits us up sometime on yeah. uh, on Instagram, whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like Shaq knows who we are. Man, I mean, that, you know, that's right so, on, man. So, uh, so that that track was our first track to kind of get us out there a little bit, and then we met uh, a homie T Gray. Shout out to T Gray. Yeah. T Gray, uh, OG DJ, OG music guy in the whole Houston music industry. Um, he was working for a label called Ladium. And uh, at the time, Ladium was managing, uh, I think, Slim, Thug, Chameleon Air. They also had a couple of artists. Uh, they had Dallas Blocker. They had, uh, I think he was doing stuff with Baby Bash back then, Frankie J, and Rob G was okay. a rapper. So when we got linked with T. Gray, he put us in the fold with them, and we were just kind of producing stuff with a bunch of their artists. And uh, one of the first guys we worked with was Rob G. Okay. So Rob G, uh, doing a couple of tracks with him, and then we did a track uh, with him called Road to Success. And that was like a kind of like a screw sample or whatever that we used or whatever. And then um, what happened after that? So Rob used the track and then Lil Kiki was on there. Okay. And then at the time, I think T. Ferris was managing Lil Kiki. Okay. So then we reached out to, uh, to T. Ferris yeah. and T. Ferris was like, oh, I love you guys track. You know, send me some more beats. Yeah. And then that just opened the floodgates yeah. after that. So from... From Rob G, it was Lil Kiki. Then from Lil Kiki, it was Zero, Paul yeah. Wall, and all that. And then, yeah, and yeah, ever since then. And actually, even the, the Mac Miller thing was a blessing because this was when tw- Twitter was still like real popular. It was yeah. like how Instagram is now and uh, TikTok, you know. But uh, Mac Miller's people reached out to us. This is like t- 2010. This is before he even really came. I think he had like, like one or two mixtapes. And uh, they reached out to us, and they were fans of Zero. They were like, "Hey, man, we love what you guys do with Zero. Yeah, uh, send us some tracks." And then that's how the Mac Miller thing came about. So usually, like, it's a domino effect. Somebody may hear about you from over here, or you may meet yeah. this person, and, and and you know, just building relationships with different people. So right on, man. Yeah. That's right on. That's yeah. how I go, man. So you work with somebody else, then boom, boom, boom. Right. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else on one song, then boom, and yeah. they want to. That's, really that's live, right. man. So speaking of Mac Miller, man, there's an article that you were just in mm-hmm. about the Grammys. They were celebrating 10 years of right. the album he did. Uh, it was called uh, uh, A Best Day Ever. Right. And you did a song on there called I'll Be There. I'll, I'll Be There, yeah. How did that transpire? How did um, once again, that, that just came from us being prepared. Uh, we sent him a few records, and that record actually, so Beans did the beat. He did the whole beat by itself. The beat that you hear is no sample. People think it's a sample, but it's not a sample. Yeah. Uh, Beans did the whole beat, and I actually, uh, we had the beat sitting up for for a couple of weeks, and uh, he sent it sent it to me, and uh, 
I just heard a hook. So I wrote the hook, you know, uh, and I did the, uh, the 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 demo vocals or whatever. I had the, uh, you know, the harmonies. Everything was already worked out. So when we sent them the tracks, we sent a couple of tracks with hooks on it, whatever. And uh, that's just one, one of the tracks they picked. And they got uh, Fonte from Lil Brother to re-sing the hook. Okay. So that's, that's kind of how that worked out. So it was real cool, man. We got to talk to Mac a few times. We actually got to see him perform twice. Uh, South by Southwest in Austin around that time and then a couple of years later he came to Houston uh, Warehouse Live and then we got to watch him perform as well too so that, that was a pretty cool experience especially a couple of years later after the song was out because it was uh, you know his fan base was like young kids you know suburban yeah. kids or whatever so it was cool to see uh, that's the first time I mean we, we've seen people perform our records before but that was the first time where like the whole crowd was singing as a producer it's dope when people love your music but it was it was an awesome feeling because that was our you know our our thing is is being complete producers. So that was a time where we actually wrote a hook and did the track. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And people are singing the hook word for word. Yeah, and beings looking like man, how's it feel to you know, have, have the, the crowd singing? <laughs> yeah, the man, it so started that, that right here. Now it's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was kind of a a real cool cool feeling. It's live, know? man. Yeah. It's live. So man, you you play with the Rockets at the at the. You like the Rockets organ? Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did a season of that. Uh, shout out! Shout out to the Houston Rockets. Shout out to the homie T. Gray because T. Gray once again pulled yeah. me in on that. Yeah, T. Gray yeah. is the uh, uh, the official DJ for the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. So T. Gray pulled me in for a season over there, and I, that, that was a great experience. I had, I had real fun doing that. So man, I mean, so what do you do? You just are you sitting up in like a room with an organ, just playing? Yeah, yeah. I had a. Uh, yeah. It was more like a keyboard, and, okay. I, and uh, it was a, a Nord uh, keyboard. Okay. So you know, you just hook it up. You know, yeah. Pick, pick the sounds you want and play with the draw bars. It's just like church. And so, so, are you playing like doing the plays? Like when? How yeah, is that? It's, it's all it's weird. It's it's like it's like being a DJ and a musician at the same time. Okay. So as a musician, you know you you certain songs you're playing, or certain things you're doing. That's the musician part. And then the DJ part of it, I would say, would be like just knowing when to do it. Yeah. When, when's the right time to do it? So you know you if you're running down the court and you about to dunk the ball or something, yeah. then it's like certain things you do. Or on defense, you know you have certain defensive chants you're playing. Yeah. So it, it was fun. So if if I'm doing something. Shout out to homie Palmo too. So Palmo was a DJ and T Gray's a DJ. So it was two DJs and it was me. So it was like we were just taking turns. It was yeah. like, oh, I, I got this offensive chant. They'll play something. Okay. And then, hey, Brad, play the defense or whatever. So yeah. we'll just kind of go back and forth. So offense was cool too because I had more leeway in the offense. Yeah. So you know, uh, I was playing like Fat Pat. Yeah. I was playing like whatever. Like I'm playing. I'm playing Madonna. I'm playing yeah. Three Six Mafia. Like you know, yeah. what I'm so it was cool. So every after every game, I would go on Twitter. I would check and see. Like what the sports writers had to say, or okay. the, the different, you know. So like a lot of people, like, yo, man, this is organist. Yeah, he's up there jamming. Yeah, like man, he's playing three six mafia, yeah, man. Yeah. You know? And shout, it's another, it's another guy. Uh, he's a uh, another organist, and because it's only about four or five organists in the NBA. Okay. So I got to be one of them. Uh, I think it's like the Hawks, the Rockets had one for a season. I think the Lakers, like the uh, the Knicks. Yeah. But uh, shout out to Sir Foster in Atlanta. He's doing this thing too. So you know, I got kind of cool with him on Twitter, whatever. But he's doing this thing. So right on, man. Yeah. So. Being a DJ, has that how has that influenced your producing? Does that is that like a like a plus? Like a yeah, I I think for me, I I, I I've been blessed to kind of do a little everything. So uh like me and both beans too, like we're we're blessed to like we always say we're not a master of anything, but we've been blessed to kind of pick up more like beans plays a bunch of instruments. Yeah, you know, my thing is I play keys, but I'm a DJ too. So yeah. I've been able to do multiple things. So as far as DJing, that's really helped me as far as like the, the immediate crowd reaction, you know, as a producer, yeah. 
a lot of times you don't get that immediate crowd right, reaction. Right, right, you know, right. You, you just kind of going off of what you think is hot or whatever. Just, just you know, yeah. what you coming up with. So as a DJ, it's kind of cool, uh, especially for me because I got the I kind of got to go in reverse. So I already have the music fundamentals. I'm a, I've been a musician since I was you know 12, 13. Yeah, I've been playing at church every Sunday to this day. I still play at church every yeah. Sunday. So. I get to kind of go backwards and be a DJ now. So I've been DJing like three, four years, and it's, it's really been a blessing to be able to do that. To, like I said, get the immediate crowd reaction to kind of, you know, see what's going on or whatever. And also to kind of put your own as a producer, you, you're you kind of spinning records differently too. Yeah. So when I spin, I'm not I'm not a, a scratch type DJ, but, but my blends are pretty good because of me being a producer and a musician. So it was kind of easy for me to catch on on that side of things too as well. So I kind of bring a different take when I DJ. It's just a different style. You know, nobody's style is better or worse, but just my style is a little different as far as how I DJ because I, how I hear records. Like yeah. I know if I'm playing Juicy by Biggie or something like that, I may hit you with, you know, M2 May Juicy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm going I'm to blend those two records together. Yeah. Something. And then I might go with the Keisha Cole Let It Go record. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, as a producer, I get to kind of have fun and do different records. Like, like you know, people, the average listener, when you connect that, connect the dots for them and show them that, they're like, oh, I didn't know that goes with that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's kind of the fun part for me. Like, how did y'all hook up with Zero, and how did that all come about? The, the uh, details in that. Yeah, like I said, pretty much that was the domino effect of the little Kiki being on Road to Success. That mm -hmm. was the 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 key part of how we got in with Zero. So um, T. Ferris was like, man, I think you guys will make some good music with with Zero, because yeah. uh, we actually have a lot in common with Zero musically, you know. Now, especially now, just for knowing him for so long now, yeah, yeah. Um, he's really an old soul. I mean, you yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. He, he's yeah. an old soul, and and he found out we we were musicians, um, and you know he likes to remake a lot of old records. Yeah. And us being, you know, uh, I mean, we're we're, we're mid late thirties now, uh, but at the time we were like 25, 26, but we were musically probably where we're at now yeah. 15 years ago as far as like our influences and what we listen to yeah. so you know we, it was kind of a, a, a real cool match how we, how we met him or whatever so once we did i think the first record we did was doing just fine yeah and after that it was just like a domino effect we just kept working yeah and y'all do his live shows too man yeah 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 so we also do his live shows uh we basically his band uh and we've been doing that for about about 10 years too so yeah. whenever he when it he doesn't do it a lot he likes to, to be special yeah, but yeah. About, about once a year maybe once once every other year or so we'll come out you know in our suits and we get suited and yeah, booted because <laughs> hey because y'all brought yeah. he sung back then mm -hmm. but y'all brought his singing to like a whole when yeah. he started working with y'all his singing went to a yeah. whole nother level man yeah man i mean it's for us it, it we work with a lot of artists but for some reason zero is what people know us for yeah you know and that's a blessing because we feel like zero was was already established before us he didn't need us right you know right, what I'm right make that clear but at the same time we feel like we were able to bring out the best in him as well as him bring out the best in us because zero a lot of time well you know as a producer you yeah. have certain beats that are your favorite beats that you like yeah and then you have certain beats like ah, that beats, like, yeah right? all the time yeah for so wilson we'll just say he's like like the old school commercial mikey mikey eat all the cereal whatever yeah. right we call zero mikey because he'll he'll eat up all the beats yeah. like whatever we send him it's like we're like oh, that beat is all right and he'll he'll send it back like dude how did you yeah he got yeah how he did you do that like yeah. what did you you know what i'm saying like he's mm -hmm. well and this is another thing i want to say about zero zero is a really Especially if you, as a producer, you're a fan of the whole process of music. So Zero is a really great, awesome songwriter. Yeah, yeah, he is. Rapping, singing, he does. He's like the total package. Like yeah. as a songwriter, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like 
he doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know people love how he raps, and, and he's he's the, one of the top rappers for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But as a songwriter, the way he puts his songs together, yeah, yeah. man, it's awesome. Yeah, it it's is. really awesome, for real. It for is, real. man. Right on, man. Right on, man. So, yeah. man, tell the people, like, some of the struggles. You know, like, some of the struggles that you, an example, or just what, you know, everybody see the, uh, the highlights. You right. know what I'm saying? Everybody see the job producing this, but do, but a lot of people don't see what goes on behind the scene. So, what are some of the struggles that y'all had or, or you've had as a producer just coming up? Man, we've struggled since day one. I mean, it's it's not easy. Uh, nothing was given to us easy. We've always been the underdog. That's yeah. from you know uh, being on the, on the north side. The north side is not really known for music and yeah. stuff. You know, south side is a little bit more easy access. We're just more people on the south side. So north side is is it's a little bit more uh, segregated, I guess, just yeah. because of, of the you know how big Houston is or whatever. But that's kind of forced us to become complete producers though. Yeah. So when we're coming up. You know, me going to Bean's house every day, like we we learn to record each other, we learn to songwrite, we we learn to play multiple instruments just because we had to yeah. out of necessity. Right. Uh, but as far as the struggles, uh, we struggle on on all ends. You know, you know, we struggle at some of the simplest church. We you know we tell a story how me and Beans played at the same church for about six months and we got fired. That's <laughs> one of our favorite stories to tell as church musicians. People are like, how you got you got fired from church? Yes, we got fired from church. Uh, yeah, y'all fired Beans and Cornbread. It's still funny to this day, but uh. From 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 that struggle to uh, the struggle in the actual secular music industry, uh, you know, uh, it's it's a hurry up and wait industry. Yeah. So you get caught up in okay, send me a bunch of tracks, or we're gonna record to this or whatever, whatever, and they record to that, and then it never comes out. Yeah. You know, uh, just just a lot of a lot of stuff like that. You know, Man. a lot of politics, a lot of uh, you know favoritism mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, but you, yeah. you can't get caught up in that, and, right. and and we've been blessed to as we age and as we become more mature, yeah. um, it doesn't. We don't really care, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. Like we stopped chasing all that a long time ago, man. We yeah. just do what we do, and and you know it's it's an old saying: do your best and let God do the rest. And, right on. And, yeah, man. We not yeah. really worried about that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But what I also I'll say to the struggle too, it builds character. And also, too, you can't stop. Like, you got to keep going. It's okay to take a break. Yeah. But, like, just don't stop. Like, just keep going. You know, if, yeah. if, if you stop, then, you know, you never know when your breakthrough, your blessing will come. And man, stop. I'm telling you. Know you. Keep so going, that, that, man. That's real. Yeah. You got to keep going. And and it's okay to – but also what we learned, too, uh, is, like I tell people, uh, a lot of producers that ask me, like, hey, how how can I improve or how can I sell my beats online? It's like, I don't really know because I'm, I'm young, but I'm older than that crowd as far as selling beats online. Yeah. Uh, but what I tell them is to diversify. So what has helped me is like what you just said. I've been the organist for the Rockets. I've become a DJ. I'm still a church musician. Uh, I'm the band leader for Zero. You know, I'm a producer. I'm a songwriter. So I have multiple hats I can wear. Like what you're doing now. Yeah. Uh, I have multiple hats that I can wear. Where if something slows down, I can go to this. Yeah. But it's all music related. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I have a resume that's, you know, seven or eight different types of, you know, careers in music. Yeah. But I'm able to move around and, and do different things. So that that's definitely been a help. That's right yeah. on, man. Right on, man. So, okay. How you do it, man? What you use? What 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 software do you use to make your beats? How do you what do you use to make your beats? Uh so for us, like I said, we started off uh with keyboard, just sequence on the keyboard. So yeah. the core karma back there, the uh motif right here, uh the phantom. So that's how we started off before uh computers were uh I guess 
the 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 main brain of yeah. of production because mm-hmm. back then you know if you didn't have two or three thousand dollars to get an NPC or a man keyboard, I'm telling you you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. so now all you need is a, a not even this all you need is a laptop yeah. you know and these these kids are making some awesome tracks off of you yeah, know, no are. keyboard they're yeah. like the point and click man, yep I don't even understand it. I don't even know how they do that yeah. you know what I'm saying like I'm like that's awesome how you just sit there with a, a, yeah. a mouse and you know I I'm like man that's crazy yeah, they just slide that uh, <laughs> but with 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 software, the advantages advantages of software. Uh, if you're a musician, it's cool because for us now, I like at the house, I have my laptop, I have Logic, and a little MIDI keyboard, and I'm yeah. good. So yeah. me being a musician, I'm able to manipulate sounds and do what I want to do yeah. with just a little keyboard and a and a and a laptop. Yeah, That's man. It. So you take that skill and you use the technology with it to exactly. enhance it. Exactly, exactly. Live, so you know, man. if you have Logic, you have all the plugins. You know, yeah. I mean, for and that's another thing for us. We are very simple when it comes to production. Uh, we don't have we have the plugins, but a lot of times we don't even necessarily use the plugins yeah. for us because we're able to EQ certain things or do certain things mm-hmm. and just and kind of you know uh, uh, get it to where we want to sound without having to do all the other stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of our trick. Like people, you know, have the fancy studios, and there's nothing wrong with the fancy studio. Right, right. But you got to remember, you have these kids that's making these million dollar tracks. Yep. You know, on this laptop. Yep. So it's like. The, don't re don't worry about all this fancy stuff. You can get the job done with just you know a, a computer. You know what I'm saying? Right on, man. So yeah. All right, man. So let's let's jam a beat, man. Let's jam. So uh, let's jam that. Uh, what you, yeah, whatever you got, man. Let's 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 see what cornbread been up in here cooking. Whatever you wanna. Dream. When my moms told me I could do anything Said she'd be there forever, no matter what's the weather She'd always have my back even when we weren't together And I took her for granted, thought I had a plan It's a different generation, I don't think you'd understand In the quest to be a man, you start to learn you need your family It wasn't for them, I'd be way closer to insanity It ain't about the vanity, think about what's important The reason I was six years old, rocking some Jordans The reason I had food, my own damn room A TV in the living room to watch my cartoons I just hope she know I love her, the world's best mother Yeah, it ain't fair So I'ma take care of her in her gray hair When I get rich, I'll have her living like she should be No stress, no worries You can call me cause it's Yeah, man, jamming. So that that is that a loud drum set or is that? No, he sampled being sample being so beans plays drums, uh, keys. He plays everything, bass, all that. So he sampled uh, his drum kit. Okay. So he sampled the snare and and he and he put it in the Pro Tools and yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And he basically did the the drums in Pro Tools. So so that's his that's that. his man. Yeah, that's I, his snare. Yeah. Dog, that's snare. Yeah, yeah. So he put the snare on there. 
And then uh, the piano, he did all that. Uh, I think it's live bass. He played the bass on there. Okay. And then he just put a few effects on her to make it sound like a record. Yeah, man. So when he did that, like I said, he sent me the track. And then I was just literally like, I think I went to the bathroom. So I forgot. I was on the phone with him. And I, when he sent me the track, it was weird because uh, he was. we were on the phone. And I, I had my little studio in my, in my office or whatever. And I was like, man, I think I got an idea. We was on the phone talking. And I was like, I think I got an idea. So I hung up. I went to the bathroom. And I came back out and I laid the hook. Yeah. You know, and that was just something we just tucked away or whatever. Yeah. And um, we tucked it away and then sent it to, to Mac, I guess, a couple of months later. Yeah. It was just something that we already had done before we even even knew working with Mac would be a possibility. That was yeah. just something that we were sitting on. It was a hook and a beat. And yeah, then, man. Uh, you know, I was like, I think this might be a good record for him. And sent it to him. And that was his favorite record. Like, yeah. we sent him some other stuff, but he wanted that one. That was it, yeah. Because he ended up talking about his mom or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, never know, man. Never yeah, know. Never, Somebody be telling me, man, just put it on. You never know. Yeah. Somebody might know. be feeling something different on there. You don't, yeah, yeah man. That's, that's live, man. Yeah, you never know. And you did a North Side instrumental. Mm -hmm. Like, a couple of like yeah. a few of them. Yeah, I think we're at like 10 right now. Yeah, like 10, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so so what we did with that was, um, like I said, we spent, a, I mean, we spent over a decade of producing for other artists, um, you know, writing for other artists, doing a lot of stuff for other artists. So, you know, we were a fan of Jay Dilla and, and, and different producers like that, Mad Lib, yeah. different producers that have the beat tapes. So we was like, man, you know what, let's, let's. Do some beat tapes just yeah. to, just just because we have a, a a crazy catalog of music that we aren't manipulating ourselves. Like, mm -hmm. hey, let's just put out some beats or whatever, and just just for the fun of it. Because you know, as, as a producer nowadays, it's cool to have a different different outlets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, hey, well, we have a few songs out where we're the artists and we're singing on it and or rapping on it, but let's let's put out some beat tapes just yeah. just for the fans of 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 beat tapes or. And you know now lo-fi is real big because yeah, yeah. people want to study and do homework and they're working and yeah. you know with the invention of Spotify and Apple Music and stuff like that, there's playlists that people want to listen to just when they're hanging out, yeah. you know, riding or whatever. Yeah. So we did Northside and uh, and it's North, right? Northside, yeah, yeah. N A W F because we both from from the Northside. Uh, Beans is from Seed King. I'm from Humble, Atascida, uh, and I'm from the Homestead. Yeah, my my mom and my dad split, so yeah. from both I spent equal time both sides. Uh, but all on our side. So the the catch to that is it's it's our version of lo-fi. So it's not exactly lo-fi. It's the beans and cornbread version right. of lo-fi. You know, with the tape sound and what on there and whatnot. And then uh, the catch to it is that each each song, each track is named after a street on the north side. Mm, okay. So if you look at the track listing, each street. I mean, each track is a uh, the name of a street on the north side. Man, do you have something that you can jam from that north side? Yeah, I can, I can play something. Yeah, give us some of that north side, man. <laughs> Thank you for that, Wells Fargo. All right. <laughs>
So for people who don't know, what makes a, uh, a track lo-fi? Is it cutting off some of them highs? Or yeah, cut, it, that, that's, that, that, oh. that's probably what lo-fi is known for, cutting out the highs, you yeah. know, giving it that, that old tape feel or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I would say the, the, the twist that we put on it is kind of not sampling as much because a lot of lo-fi is based off sampling. So for us, we, we, we're making it feel like a sample, but... Yeah. but Everything is live. And yeah, because it's gro- yeah, yeah, it's yeah. groovy, man. Yeah, every, everything is live. Yeah, uh, and we're using, and we like to take certain threads to thread it together. So there's a certain keyboard sound that we use on there that we kind of use on each record or or every couple of records. Uh, so so we have a whole series of ten of those, and then we actually did this last Christmas. We did a Northside Christmas EP. Okay. So it was like four joints, and it was just like our version of Jingle Bells, but it's Northside. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, we kind of. We kind of started having fun with uh, the beat tapes and each beat tape has a theme or a certain thread. Yeah. So we also have a series called Ace Time. I think we have two versions, two two uh, volumes of that. And that what that is, is more screwed, yeah. uh, uh, was slow. You know, we can't use a, you know, the, the term screwed. You have to show respect to DJ Screw. So it's it's uh, like slowed uh, and it's, you know, more of our, that's more of our country rap tune sound that we're kind of known for. Yeah. So that's more like guitar, wah wah guitar, stuff like that. Yeah. And then we kind of just slow the beat down. Yeah. So that's a certain theme. And then we also just dropped another uh, theme beat take called Swap Me. We did that a couple of a couple of months ago. And that's more uh, because I'm originally from LA. So that's more of our like West Coast sound. You know. Man, let me hear something off. Let like me that. hear something off that. Let me okay. hear something off that because I that was my my influence was a lot of West Coast. Man, I yeah. that's you know that's a big part that's a big uh i would say a, a brick in the foundation of beans and cornbread yeah. it's like west coast you know i'm dj quick is my favorite producer yeah uh you know uh, daz corrupt yeah you know, I, I, that's i mean i was coming up in high school and people be looking at me like man what you doing jam because i you know that's when screwing stuff was real like you know it was yeah. uh well i'm from the north side so it was all about switcher house yeah so all my homies they be they be driving up to school jamming like switcher house yeah and i'm driving up to school you know listening to uh roger troutman you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. like man what are you doing I'm like hey that's what i like you know yeah man so, but screw uh, he screwed a lot of west coast ex- stuff exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so so once we start studying all of that that's why we were able to kind of capture that yeah. because uh, Screw was a big fan of West Coast stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. He was screwing a lot of West Coast beats. So like, 
uh, a lot of times when uh, when Houston, when we had the second round, like 05, 06, all of our beats were slow. Yeah. But the thing is, is that Screw was actually sampling the West Coast beats and then screwing those. Yeah. That's what gave them that certain funk and that mm-hmm. certain bass lines and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. That's funky, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so West Coast is definitely a big influence. Uh, we kind of take pride in, like, we were the... the not the first in Houston, but we definitely were the renaissance of the talk box. Like, yeah. You know, we was the ones to kind of bring that bring that back. So we definitely take take pride in that. We put a talk box on, on a, lot, a lot of a lot of records or whatever. So and you said yeah. something twice. How people think that y'all are, um, are sampling some stuff, mm-hmm. but it's just that live. Yeah, feel to yeah. It, I man. mean, we can sample. Right. We just don't like to sample. Right. We, we've had a few records where we sample, yeah. but I say, man, ninety percent of the time, man, we just try to replay yeah. something or, or put our own twist on it or whatever uh just because sampling if it does blow up you know it's going to be a headache if you try to clear it yeah. so we just yeah. we try to stay away from it. but no get me wrong like i said we're big fans of, of certain producers like jay dilla yeah how he flips samples like we could do that yeah. we just don't do it a lot because mm-hmm. of, of just we don't want to have to deal with the clearance and stuff like that yeah man so so do you have something that you don't mind sharing that's not well i don't want to say just not out but a beat that you don't that you've been working on or something i don't know how you want to if you want to keep them you know anything okay. that you got like a beat or something uh, or something that you've been messing it, it, whatever you whatever you want to jail man okay let me see i'll pull up yeah. okay makes a beat jam how you know when your beat jam i mean like do you sit back and does it make you smile or, or does it make you feel or is it just a feeling in you that you know it's jamming man it's probably just a, the, the feeling man and yeah. then also too it's your personal taste i mean you know music is su- subjective yeah so what i think jam somebody else may not think it jam yeah, you know yeah. but right yeah. you know we're, we're at the point where i don't care <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like think, yeah yeah I yeah. don't care, you know. Like I'm, yeah. I'm cool with somebody say, "Oh, that beat don't jam," you know. Right, right. All right, cool. I feel you, you know, because yeah. you may like the next one. Yeah. I don't know, you know. Uh, but 
there there's certain there's certain ones where you kind of know like man this this is really jamming you know and do you put those to the side like okay let me let me not or do you just like hey just go with the uh it, it just depends like i said now yeah we put them to the side back yeah. then we were trying to let everything go right uh like i said we were talking about it earlier you know uh before we got on, on camera um i say now we're more selective yeah about what we let go um we, you know we're more selective about that so yeah man yeah. that's cool man so man look if you got you know something that you can do you will play something for the audience or just demonstrate how you operate a little bit for us or what, okay. whatever, whatever you're comfortable with man okay cool so Sometimes you might lay down keys first. Sometimes you might lay down drums first. It just depends on how you feel. Yeah. But for, for reference, I'm just doing something quick. You know, I lay down some keys real fast. And that's usually what I'll base my beat around. So I kind of quantize it. Sometimes we don't quantize, but just for reference, I'll quantize it real fast. Kind of EQ some stuff a little bit. Okay. So you do your EQ and that you making the track. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it depends. Once yeah. again, it just all depends, all depends on yeah. what we're going for. I guess I do do some roll off on the low end on some stuff to yeah. myself. Like keys, I just roll it off the low end. Yeah. A So we like to keep it simple. There ain't nothing, nothing, nothing too crazy. So I usually do my drums real quick. I do those and then I might EQ all the drums at once, kinda. Okay.
some, we cut off, we like to cut off the low end a little bit on our kick. Okay. Like this, I probably do synth bass. So you kind of want your, uh, you know, you don't want your kick and your bass clashing. Okay. So just cut off a little bit. All right, so this is all for quick reference. Uh, you know, it ain't mixed. It's just, you know, getting it. So I'll do something like that. Then I may add some more keys maybe or something. Like if I want to make something lush, I may just, that's like some low keys. I may come in and add some more on top. some high key throw some in there I don't know something to kind of make it move a little bit okay so uh, I don't know like a synth or something Something moving, you got your yeah. drums, and that's pretty for us. That's yeah, the whole man. Track. And yeah, I'll do some synth bass, and that's it. And that's it. Yeah, man. Come on, yeah. Let me see. And you can see, I, I'm not even really using any crazy plugins. These are most like stock plugins. Yeah, I see. I Girl, see. Yeah, it don't take all that. That's 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 our, you know, yeah. that's our slogan, man. It don't, it don't take all that. record the whole thing or like this I kind of like the second phrase oh yeah so I'll probably just take that for quick reference Yeah, man, man, we just sit here and just watch Cornbread cook up a beat, live in effect, man. I showed, man. Let me get y'all back set up. We can close out this thing. 
Yeah, man. Appreciate you doing that for me, man, for the show, man. All good, all good, man. Yeah, appreciate y'all coming through, man. Yes, for sure, indeed, for sure. man. So, man, uh, people know where to find you. So I, you know, everybody know this is cornbread, a uh, beans and cornbread. Uh, but if you want to just leave something, man, up and coming producer, man, up and coming musician, a word of advice, man, that you just like a drop to him, man, just anything you want to just leave, man. Uh, keep God first, keep your family first, and don't quit. Don't quit. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it, man. Like, don't quit. Don't. Whatever you're going through, man, you know, try to try to keep pushing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because you never know when your when your breakthrough might happen. Right so, on, man. So if you get discouraged, it's okay to get discouraged. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. We all human. Uh, don't quit though. Right you know on. what I'm saying? What you Pretty got? Anything you got coming up soon? That just uh, wanna... We always working with Zero. We got the Ghetto Gospel album, which is a fully produced album by us, more of a, a group album. Zero okay. on Beans and Cornbread. Uh, that's been done we just waiting for the right time to put it out waiting for Rhoda uh you know whenever you feel like putting it out we're gonna get it in yeah uh that's done uh and then we always working we got something dropping soon another another beat take coming it's a different series something totally different that's totally fresh yeah so uh that's dropping uh for as far as beans and cornbread and stay tuned for everything else right on yeah. man well appreciate you again appreciate brother you man through, yes man. indeed sure. yeah thank you all right y'all it's your man quincy whetstone aka q stone and y'all look y'all subscribe y'all like y'all share with y'all friends man this is what we doing up here on the beach street podcast already y'all hold it down